Hello, I'm Noah Hardwick, and you're listening to the I Know A Guy podcast, the show where we discuss the difficulties of curating Christian music with guests while discovering new music along the way. Joining me today is Casey Gallenberger of Indie Vision Music. Uh, Casey, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and about what you do uh, at Indie Vision Music? Sure. So um, I guess a good place to get started is what is Indie Vision Music? So um, if the name didn't make it pretty clear, it's it's about the independent side of things for the most part. I mean, we do cover some signed bands, some larger bands, but it's a Christian music website primarily aimed at, you know, just building community, um, getting some exposure for the lesser known bands. And so I am a news writer, reviewer. I probably do more reviews than anything else. And um, I like it a lot. <laughs> and I suppose I should probably just throw in a disclaimer that I'm also one of the writers for Indie Vision Music, if you've never listened to this podcast and you hadn't heard me throw that in at the end of the podcast or anything. But uh, so how long have you been with Indie Vision Music and writing for them, Casey? Sure. So I want to say I've been with them since the new start. So that was last October, early last October. Um, originally, it sounded like the site was going to relaunch in February. So I wasn't writing before the site went down. I was the silent observer. I would check the site pretty regularly, never comment or anything. And even as a writer, I don't comment that much. Um, but then when I heard the site would be coming back, I was really eager to get on board. Cool. So I mean, that's about the same time that I started writing for them is when they relaunched. I did. I was just a commenter before that. So we've been there about the same amount of time. <laughs> Sweet. So how did you uh, get connected with Indie Vision? How did you end up writing for them, going from the silent observer to the writer? Yeah, so I... I mean, I knew one of the previous writers, uh, Ian, and I'd been talking with him a little bit, and um, I asked, like, hey, would they ever be looking for new writers? And he said, yeah, just reach out to these guys. And I think around that point is when the site ended up going down, and so um, I, I just been patiently waiting for the site to come back so I could get writing. Yeah. So for anyone who hasn't followed Indie Vision Music, what we mean by when it comes back, uh, Indie Vision Music was started, I think, in 2000, roughly. And it ran until, I think, 2000, the summer 2015. Uh, and then uh, they shut it down for a little over a year. Uh, while they kind of regrouped and everything, and they brought it back in October, November of 2016. Did I get all that right? <laughs> yeah, uh, timing sounds about right, and all the dates afterwards, fairly accurate, yeah. So, uh, outside of Indie Vision Music, do you, have you written before, or how did you, what made you start writing reviews? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. I have this urge to to create things. Uh, when it comes to writing, I'm not so much 
like a fictional person and I don't like to read fiction that much. Uh, very facts based, straightforward to the point. Uh, here's the details kind of person. And so obviously reviews are one really nice way to uh, put this into practice. Um, I've, I've enjoyed writing for a long time. Somehow I got decently good at it. I read some stuff I wrote in seventh grade and I was like, this sucks. When did I ever figure out how to write well? But somehow it happened. And yeah, I think the biggest thing is because I've tried to do writing on my own and it really hasn't gotten any exposure. And so to have this platform in place that already has a following and to be a part of that community and it's not all about how well can I write and sustain this site because I'm not the only one involved and so that's a really nice aspect of it. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. And that's actually been one of the interesting things, I think, for me, kind of jumping into the indie vision thing is I feel like I'm kind of jumping into like a team that I don't really know all that well. And so like, I don't want to like embarrass our team by writing poorly. Um, I, I guess I have a little bit of like almost a stage fright type thing of, of writing. <laughs> No, I hear that, um, especially with the acceptance review I did recently. Normally, it's just really small bands or bands that I can treat more casually. And it's not that, that I ever disregard. Like, I don't ever just write haphazardly. Uh, but knowing that this is a pretty big band, this is their comeback review, I definitely had to approach it differently than I normally would. Um, in a lot of instances, I kind of do this track by track thing, or I'll do a mostly track by track thing and leave out some that I don't think are too great. But for this, I, I went uh, bird's eye view. I did very general, here's the sound, here are the elements, uh, here's what you can expect. It's got some old vibes, it's got some new vibes. Trying to be very concise. I don't read a lot of other sites in the reviews, but from some of the reviews I have seen on other sites, that's kind of the approach they take. And so I'm always trying to grow, trying to learn, trying to do different things, see what works out. and. It's kind of hard to tell because I don't have analytics tracking in front of me to see <laughs> of like 500 people read this, which would be really, really helpful because um, like it's crazy. So I work in internet marketing and I'm looking at that kind of data all day long. And so part of me is like, I need this, like I need to know what kind of results this is getting. Not that that's what it's all about, but. Like, was this effective writing or not? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It'd be awesome to have a little bit of uh, feedback as to like what kind of traffic our posts get and, and stuff like that. Because I know when I'm posting, uh, I'm kind of switching it up a little bit and kind of seeing, okay, how does this format work? How does this do? Do people like this? Do they like this? But when the only thing you got to go off of is like how many people commented on it, then 
it's really hard to know which one's the the way to go, which one do people like. Right. And like I said earlier, you know, I was a silent observer for a long time. So there's people like that that are out there that they're reading, they're never going to post, never going to comment, never going to share, like, but they're still looking at stuff. And so those are the people that are really hard to quantify. Definitely. So you mentioned that um, you reviewed the Acceptance album. Uh, what other albums have you reviewed recently? Yeah, so along with that, I actually have a brief list. So I actually got to do a pre-release review of the new American Arson EP, which really makes me feel like a journalist. Uh, I've known Evan, who's the singer and guitarist, for years. It, I actually um, discovered his previous band on Indivision, so kind of a full circle of reading the review to writing a review, which is so crazy to think about. Um, then I've also reviewed Seth Davies' album. He's uh, formerly of Atalus, which is a great band. Uh, Medic, a couple others. I mean, honestly, that's my preferred uh, way to write for this site. It's just I need to find more bands to review. So that's a, that's a good question. How do you find uh, new music and how do you decide which ones you're going to review? Yeah. So I would say there's kind of three ways. The first is I'll kind of just do band camp searches for certain keywords, trying to find something that would be in the Indivision related. The second is Spotify, which is a genius, understands my music taste better than most people I know, and does a pretty good job at recommending me artists here and there. Um, I'd say I haven't really found a ton of Indivision bands uh, recently anyway this way, other than ones that have been pretty thoroughly covered that are familiar. Back in the day, you know, a lot of these bands didn't have a ton of visibility, but now, you know, I don't want to cover something that's been beat to death. And then the third way is I do have this network of bands and musicians and assorted other people that um, if I reach out to them, They've probably got someone they're playing with or touring with and, um, you know, so just networking to find even more bands. So how do you decide what bands are bands that would fit into the IVM category of, of being um, Christian enough to, to, to cover? Sure. So... Uh, the first element of it is kind of the bandwagon, which sounds kind of awful. Uh, but for instance, Acceptance, you know, it's not a band that I really listened to. I did the review, and honestly, I'm probably not going to be a big fan moving forward. And 
uh, listening to something like that, I wouldn't know that it was Christian, but I know Brandon had featured them a couple times, and so it's like, okay, I'll go for it. Uh, usually, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to the bands I want to feature, so they either have this connotation of being a Christian band or their lyrics are pretty overt. Um, and so I'm not going to try and judge it and, and take a gamble and, you know, potentially put something up there. Yeah, but then overall, I also want to make sure it's just good music too. So even if a band is Christian, you know, if, if they don't sound any good, I'm probably not going to feature them. I like to feature music that I personally like to listen to. So uh, that kind of creates an interesting mix of things because I know one of our other writers, he mostly posts metal and everybody's got their own different taste and mine's kind of all over the board um, except for a lot of the electronic stuff in the rap stuff. And so, so uh, what genres would you say that you mostly, uh, write about? Yeah. So most of it, it's going to be rock, some punk indie, you know, I like a lot of ambient influence stuff or stuff that has electronics in it, but is it like dance groovy? I would say, but, yeah, rock and derivatives therein um, have been my mainstay for a lot of my life. It's basically what got me liking music. And, um, you know, occasionally I'll mix it up. I'll throw in, like, something more hardcore, but usually kind of in the indie, rock, punk. Sounds like kind of- we, we have similar taste. <laughs> Or was it going? Oh, okay. I was going to ask you. So, like, have you written any reviews for bands that um, you may not have liked, or even just you like the band but you just didn't like that album? How do you approach an album like that? Do you even review it if you don't like it? Yeah. So I actually did one like this, um, the Seth Davy album. So I loved Atlas, and Seth and I are actually. I don't want to say like decent friends because we're only friends over Facebook, but we keep in touch and I really appreciate his talent and his artistry. Uh, but the album, it just felt off and I don't like to give things bad reviews. And I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily gave it a bad review. I gave it three out of five, but that's still like the lowest I've gone on a review. <laughs> And it's it's tough. So I never approach it where I just want to like bash something to death, you know. So it's I highlighted the positives. I'm like, there's some really good lyrics here. There's some good vocals. It just feels a little boring and repetitive at times. And even just straight up saying like I really wanted to like this album. I had high expectations for it. Um, cause I know what he's capable of and maybe it's just not for me, um, taking that approach as well to say, yeah, I'm not 
the target audience for this. Maybe someone else will enjoy it more. Right. So, um, what about, uh, have you ever reviewed an album and then like a couple of weeks later, months later, years later, whatever, and you look back and you think, Oh, I was totally off on that album. I didn't like it then. I love it now. Or I loved it then. And it's kind of just no longer interests me or anything like that. Um, well, there was actually an album. It, this doesn't quite fit what you're asking, but the Medic album review that I did, uh, I listened to the album kind of in the background. I was like, eh, some of this is good, some of this is, yeah, and really not digesting it too well. But then when I went to review it and actually took time to listen to the songs, I appreciated it a lot more. Um, it's like, oh, some of these songs are way more creative, way more progressive than I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of nuances in there that you just don't catch right away. Yeah, some of the other ones are still too early to tell. And honestly, some of the albums, after I review them, I'll probably never go back and listen to them. <laughs> Even um, if you give them a good rating, it just didn't sit right with you? or Yeah, I... I mean, part of it is just because there's so much music out there uh, that I don't want to say I get restless, but I enjoy finding new stuff or I'll just cycle through some other stuff. A lot of it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Um, I mean, lately I've been listening to some really weird stuff like Vaporwave, which I never thought I would really like. I thought it was just this gimmicky thing. And then it's like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. Okay, so, so what is Vaporwave for our listeners? Yeah. So it's best way to describe it is it's electronic music that uses slowed down samples of 80s songs. So it's kind of intended to be a poke at consumerism culture. Um, but it's interesting because it's got this retro feel to it, which if I just listen to an 80s song, usually it's like, yeah, I don't care for this. But when you take the parts and you deconstruct them and then you reconstruct them in a new way, you just alter certain elements of it. It creates this new composition. Um, so... That's my brief description that's, of what that is. That's it's, interesting. It's a, Would you have like a, a suggestion if someone w wanted to listen to that, like what, how to, where to start? There is, I mean, honestly, some of the, the artists, it, it's a very, very niche thing in the sense that there's visuals that go along with it, which are very specific in a lot of bands have just Chinese characters as their names. Mm -hmm. But uh, one that I can actually pronounce is called Luxury Elite. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> cool. I actually looked up, um, I want to start to think what it was called. I think it was called Simpsons Wave or something where they took like old Simpsons episode and put it with music and then remixed it with weird stuff. And I, I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. I think it was kind of a, a progression of the, the vapor wave. 
Yeah, so that is Vaporwave and then just paired with Simpsons visuals. So it's really interesting how anything can kind of become a hit. But right. there's a market for so many different weird things you'd never think. And then this random video has 2 million views. It's like, people like this? This is popular? Not that it it's bad or anything. It's just, it's just weird that it's, it's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're just surprised that what you would think is really niche and obscure actually has a decent following. So, so, um, tell me, okay, before we move on from the the topic of writing and reviews and stuff, if you were going to write a review today for an album, how would you do it? What's your method? What's your approach? And then also like what advice would you have for anybody that's interested in learning how to write reviews? Sure. I mean, I don't, it's not like someone just gave me a playbook and here's how to write reviews. I do have some prior journalism experience, but a lot of it is you just experiment, you know, you don't, be crazy with it. You want to keep a logical flow, um, but there's no set way to do it. I try to create a strong intro to all my reviews in a good conclusion. And then as I mentioned with my, um, a lot of my reviews earlier, kind of this track by track approach, Mm -hmm. the different elements, Try not to get too repetitive, but to say, I really see this on this track as opposed to this on this track. Um, But then, like I said, with acceptance, I kind of threw all of that out the window and went high level. Um, In terms of actually preparing for the review, um, sometimes I have listened to the album multiple times before I go into the review. Sometimes I'm writing the review the first time I listen to the album. Um, In some cases, one is better than the other, especially (laughs) with the New American Arson album, or the EP, rather. Um, And part of that is just because, like I said, I've been good friends with Evan for a while. But knowing the backstory and being able to see the continuity of lyrics uh, related to previous releases that's something that i would have never gotten on the first listen i did listen to that uh, well i mean i listened to it at work so i got to run through the whole thing quite a few times Uh, but each time i was like i'm picking up new stuff and some of the overarching themes is like what what is he trying to say here and really picking some of the lyrics apart Um, so i won't always dive into the lyrics sometimes i just really can't understand what people are saying but in this case yeah there were just certain things that stood out to me in the lyrics where i'm like that is definitely a reference to that this is a reference to this and i think yeah it just that certain types of music lend themselves to different kinds of reviews. Like there's certainly some music that like you, you can really dig into and write really detailed um, stuff with the lyrics and, 
and all the interesting things. And there's other music that's really meant more just for, it works better with that first impression because it's kind of just meant to be catchy and not have a whole lot of depth to it. And so I think your, your writing style kind of does probably depend on the kind of music that you're going to review. Definitely. Definitely. And part of it is, I mean, part of it is um, what kind of mood I'm in at the time. There's been some days where I've written like three reviews back to back. And when you get to the third one, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to go super in depth on every single track because I've already been doing this for like five (laughs) hours straight. So there's a lot of factors in play, but uh, ultimately, like anything else in life, to get good at it, you just do it consistently. You don't need to even be writing reviews. Um, I mean, even if you're just writing essays, a lot of the same principles apply. You want to catch attention. You want to make some main points. Mm-hmm. You want to tie everything together. And um, you want to kind of be forward-looking. I usually say, like, I'm really excited to see what these guys do next, or you can check them out on tour. Here are the tour dates. Try and give some kind of call to action if you can. Uh, make sure you got links to where people can find the band. That's all really important. <laughs> so let's move on to our, our next segment and talk about like what you've been listening to. And I kind of want to try a different approach to this than what I did last week, since I'm still figuring out what I want to do with this podcast. Um, And so this week I want to try something where we talk about something from the past, something you're currently listening to, and then something you're looking forward to. So what's an album from the past that maybe you've overlooked and you just recently discovered, or maybe an album that you just feel like everybody else overlooked and you really want to draw attention to? I mean, I can't really say an album. I just, I know specifically last week, I started listening to the early November and they've been around for quite some time, but I've always just written them off for whatever reason. And then started listening to them. I was like, this is some pretty good stuff and picked up some interest in them uh, pretty quickly. So um what's the the name of uh an album or song or oh man so this is bad <laughs> i've just picked them up but i know they have like uh an acoustic album they released yeah so the acoustic album is called 15 years there was one in 2012 called incurrence and that looks to be where a lot of the songs I've found are from. So okay. that's a pretty good place to start. Of course, uh, they've been around for a while. So haven't listened to too much of their back discography. But So what kind of, uh, what, what genre would they be? Um, I mean, a lot of people would probably say they're emo, you know, kind of that Jimmy Eat World. Mm-hmm. Um Indie, somewhere in there, rock, kind of got some Circus Survive vibes on some of their songs. Uh, Guy has a pretty high voice sometimes, but some cool stuff. (laughs) 
So moving to the present, what have you been listening to lately that you just can't stop listening to and you just want to keep it on repeat? Sure. Um, so I listen to a lot of CDs. Well, not a lot of CDs, but that's my primary. Um, if I purchase music, I buy CDs. Right. For whatever reason, I like having that physical element to it. I can understand that. And so with that said, in, I also have pretty – well, I have like half-hour commute each way for work. So that's an hour a day. <laughs> so I've got Broken Voice by My Epic, which is – it's incredible, especially for an acoustic EP. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people talking about that EP. I mean, it's despite being from – I think it's, what, 2011, something like that? Yeah, something that, like that. that. It, it's still, I hear people bringing it up like all the time. So if people are still talking about it like six years later, it must be pretty good. Before this interview, we were talking about a show I went to a couple weeks ago. Band called The Dawn Retreat. They broke up five years ago. And apparently they created this Facebook event when they broke up for their five year reunion <laughs> they actually got back together for the five-year reunion and so wow. um honestly i hadn't listened to them too much before i went to the show i just knew that their new single was great and a couple songs that i had heard off their album were pretty cool as well and then for driving four hours i got a free copy of the album and so uh, threw that in my cd player listen to it for like a week straight. So it's pretty good stuff. Cool. So what, um, are you looking forward to that's coming out soon? I would have to say the new cool hand Luke album, um, which is going to be out this spring, according to Mark, who is the main guy behind it. Um, just because, their previous stuff impacted me so much. Um, I mean, I got into them way after <laughs> the fact they had already broken up and released their final album. But I was really inspired to even learn piano, and that took me on a course of learning other things musically. And, um, you know, like I mentioned with my epic, the lyrics are big, and Cool Hand Luke is definitely on a similar level spiritually. And plus, just because they've been broken up, so there's not a lot of bands where I've been following them long enough where they break up and then they get back together and I, I don't even care anymore. Because mm -hmm. like, hey, I listened to you when I was like 13 years old. Um, but since I got into them so late, when they do release their next album, I'm, I'm hyped for it because I know it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. So uh, before we wrap up, how do you listen to music? You've already mentioned Spotify. You've mentioned CDs. You mentioned listening in your car during your commute. What, what, what do you, um, how do you like to listen to your music? Yeah, I would say those are the main ways. Um, you know, no, nothing beats a car, especially during the summer when you can just roll the windows down and crank it. 
uh, <laughs> um, Spotify pretty good as well. YouTube, Bandcamp, all pretty good options. Cool. Well, that's uh, about all I had. So I really appreciate you coming on to the I Know a Guy podcast and doing a review. Uh, if our listeners want to find you online and keep track of all the reviews that you're writing, where can they find you? So one, they can find me on Indivision Music, and I have my own writer page thing, which I think it's just – let me pull it up because uh, I want to make sure I get it right. I think it's indivisionmusic.com slash author slash KCG. Yeah, that should be right. Um, then I also have Twitter, which is C Gallenberger, which is C G A L L E N B E R G E R. Um, on Facebook, all the usual suspects. <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you listening to the I Know A Guy podcast. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at I Know A Guy podcast. And we are on iTunes and Google Play if you want to subscribe. I know that I said that last week and it took like a week for them to get through the, uh, the process of getting on there. But they are on there now. So um, I'm your host, Noah Hardwick. And thanks for listening. <laughs>